This episode of the Vergecast is brought to you by Braintree. Braintree gives you a full stack payment solution, support for all payment types your customers might want. You can start accepting Android Pay, Apple Pay, PayPal, Bitcoin, Venmo, cards, and whatever the hell is coming next, all with a single integration. Across all platforms with superior fraud protection, customer service, and fast payouts. Check it out for yourself. Visit braintreepayments.com slash vergecast. So I promised myself that since Neelai is out, that I would start the Vergecast right, and it would it would be really smooth mm. and good, uh, especially because we've got uh, two rookies here uh, from for the Vergecast, and uh, I think I think I'm pulling it off really well. What yeah, do you, what, yeah, yeah. You're doing a good job. All right. So on my, on my left, although if you're listening to the show, you can't hear this. Is uh, Michael Zelenko. Hi. And your features editor. I'm the, the features Verge. editor. That's and right. my right is uh, Emil Keep. Hi. And I, I don't. I, do you have a title? No. Writer. I just, yeah. Very good writer. And Nicola's here. Hi. Hi. So we're doing the Vergecast a little bit differently. We are going to talk about the huge, massive, very impressive feature that Elmo wrote and uh, Michael worked on about transhumanism. And my involvement was basically um, nothing. You didn't do it. I came up, I came up with like one <laughs> headline that I liked that everybody hated. <laughs> Which was, what was that? it? What was that? Uh, so... <laughs> okay, well, so we had some arguments with the headline because one, transhumanism, m- people might think we're actually talking about transgender issues, which of course we're not. Because, but so for the general audience, actually, we mm-hmm. should start here. Okay, what is transhumanism? Let's define terms. Yeah, let's like, back up. This transhumanism is a crazy. It's like crazy, yeah. and we yeah. like we could like try to define transhumanism for the next four hours, right? Yeah. But. So, okay, what's that concise? Um, <laughs> well, okay, so it's a, it's a loosely affiliated movement where people are looking at technology, where it's medical technology or otherwise advances of, you know, computer science that are going to bring about a kind of post-human future. Like, we're going to become augmented, we're going to become way more powerful as humans, mm-hmm. we're going to become post- or trans-human. So there's kind of like a... Uh, ongoing disagreement among them themselves, which is like, are we post-humans or are we transhumans? But the transhumanism kind of really did stick as a name when they kind of decided that that was maybe 20, 25 years ago or so, what it was really going to be be called. And so, right. yeah, did that answer it at all? Probably not. No, it answered it. But like the, the, like the, the, the thing is like, I get that as a concept kind of like, okay, yeah, we're going to augment our brains and mm-hmm. we're going to, I don't know, become cyborgs. And yeah, some of it is become cyborgs. Or yeah. Some of it is not at all to do with machines. Like Some of it is like, you know, uh, gene sequencing or trying to cure aging or, uh, you know, trying to get, you know, off planet. That's a big part of it. A big part of it is for us to become a dual planet species, like to be people, uh, to be a species that's not just stuck on Earth. Like uh-huh. they feel like we're stuck here. <laughs> we need to get into space. I feel like I'm stuck here. Yeah, for sure. So, so it's so it's big and it's splintered. It's big and it's so there's not like a single yeah. thing. Nope. No. No. Nope. Well, that makes it easy to talk about. Yeah. Right. Okay. So yeah. Zoltan mm-hmm. Zoltan Istvan, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Is a transhumanist. He is well, a perfect name. Right. Does he have an amazing like, name? That's, is that his real? Is that that's his the, given name? Yeah. It's his real name. Yeah. Uh, his last name is a shortening of his Hungarian name. So, okay. Uh, but yeah, Zolt. Yeah, that is his 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 real name. Yeah. yeah. By the way, his friends call him Zolt. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet when they use the emoji, the lightning bolt. 
Exactly. It's like which which would which really does suit his personality. I think he's a very energized person. Yeah. Tell us about him. (laughs) Um, He's uh, he's very charismatic and he's really fun to be around and he's really he's just incredibly committed to this pursuit that he has dedicated himself to and he strikes me as someone who should be working as a motivational speaker like that's kind of like what you feel like he is when you meet him like that kind of makes sense like in the photos he looks like he does look like a politician like the way he like strides like i know he's got he's got the pose like the gaze into the mid distance (laughs) and the wardrobing and the yeah and the wardrobing but i think and i had a conversation with this uh, about some uh, about this with someone on dig today that he reminds me of a golden retriever (laughs) because of In, in, exactly in the best way. In, in the, the best, best way. way. Exactly. And that was exactly what the person what who was moderating the dig dialogue today said, that's what I said when I saw the photo of him. I said, he smiles like a golden retriever. I'm like, he is one. <laughs> like, that's what he, <laughs> if like, he were a dog, like that's what he broad, would be. blonde. Just, you're like, totally happy to fun. be alive. Like, yeah, yeah like, really <laughs> there to do stuff. Like, the what's my retriever. job? What's my job? I'm going to do it now. <laughs> you know, yeah. No, I thought it was a compliment, but, like, I guess maybe... You could take that the wrong way right. if someone said, you remind me of a dog. But it was really the <laughs> highest compliment that I could think to pay it. Okay, so this dog-like uh, man who wants to become more than a man, uh, he's he wants, he's he's doing, he's not out there like doing medical science. He's not doing like advanced AI research. He's nope. running for president. Yes, he's running for president. Uh, he's That's kind of, I guess, a little bit of a conceit to say that. Like he is more interested in using this platform to get the ideas of transhumanism to be mainstreamed more even than they are now. Right. You know, he's really about sort of trying to push this agenda. He doesn't have illusions of grandeur to the point where he knows he, he doesn't, does not really think he's going to get elected, obviously. But he does, I think, seriously entertain that it could possibly happen like two election cycles from now. Like That's what he says in the piece, right? What, yeah. 2024. Yeah, like I know that After he, Kanye. Uh, exactly. Right, after right. Kanye, after Hillary... And, you know, that'll be enough time, I think, for as far as Zoltan sees it, for people to accept that we could become cyborgs and for that to not be weird. So I think, you know, he's maybe a bit optimistic, but he's uh, definitely committed to his vision. Well, one of my things about my, one of my questions about Zoltan is, mm-hmm. is how serious is he about these actual issues and how much of it is actually just him having a great time? Because it, the entire time, I mean, if you guys read this piece, he is having a blast. Yeah. Yeah. Actually before, yeah. like how, how does the, like this piece, if you haven't read it, you absolutely should, but you basically went on a road trip yeah. with him, yeah. right? Like what's the, what's the arc of like what actually happened here? So let's start. So yeah. okay. you went out to San Diego. <laughs> yeah. Went out to San Diego to, to meet join him. Zoltan. Yeah. To join Zoltan and he's, uh, you know, he's driving all the way across from from San Diego to to Washington in this absolutely not really at all word roadworthy bus that he has turned into a coffin. Um, and this is the way that he is getting his ideas about transhumanism out. And so I go meet him in in San Diego, and I'd stay with him for a week as we cross the desert, like through the Southwest Desert, getting into Arizona, mm-hmm. with a little detour to Mexico because we ended up being like right on the border at Yuma. In and he's like, you know, it'd be fun. Why don't we just like go get some tacos? And there's like, you know, booze down there is really cheap, so we could get that as well. And uh, it would just be fun to go to Mexico. And I was like, hell yeah, it would be fun to go to Mexico. And like, he is so aware of of like. A press tour is a, is a total pseudo event. Like it's right. not a real event. It doesn't exist for any reason other than for people like us to be there and write about it. So he knows how to create 
these kinds of moments. And so I hope that what came through in the piece was that we were also very aware of that being mm. what was happening. <laughs> so it kind of has this little meta narrative around it a right, little bit. Right. And then through there, we ended up also going to some pretty crazy places. We went to the Alcor Cryonics facility, uh, yeah. which is where people get get decapitated to have their heads frozen to be woken up in the future when they can be cured from being decapitated and dead um and then we also went to an immortality cult uh i shouldn't say well yeah yeah no i I don't know if it's a cult but i think we could probably say that it's cultish um and they preach uh they also preach eternal life through positive thinking So if we would just think positively enough and if everyone around you also thinks positively enough, then that's how we will not have to die. And also, like, donate some money, right? And also pay, please, to join in our parties. But also one of them died. Yes. One of the founders died. Mm. Doesn't everybody... Well, no, well, I I mean, (laughs) just because everyone has doesn't mean that it's right, is the Uh kind of tagline of the... She's right. So... (laughs) So, yeah, it's true. One of their founders died. Very sad for everyone who loved that person, but also very obvious. And they have just sort of plowed on. And Zoltan went there to give a speech and to present his, you know, ideas of transhumanism. So he wasn't part of the cult. He was like, no, no, one we of the just speakers. went to, yeah. Okay. So we went to their like kind of revival church meeting kind of thing that right. they have of a Friday night. And uh, Zoltan was then like, one of the people who got up and gave a PowerPoint presentation. It's very a lot of slides. And um, there was like kids at this event. Yeah, there's little kids. There's little kids. There's babies. There's this very cute little girl who's like two, who was just like ambling around the front of the stage, being a child. <laughs> just one of these people behind her talking about how if you just believe, you will, you don't have to die. Um, very strange. Obviously. With a dancing symbol of youth. Yeah, she exactly. She was <laughs> like, I'm stage. certainly not even aware that I'm going to die. I'm not really sentient yet. But um, So that was a very funny contrast. Uh, and I mean, like, the desert is just a really intense place, I think. The, you know, like, it's, it's harsh and arid and very difficult to live there. It's like, it is hot every single day. And I think that maybe makes people a little bit weird. <laughs> and so it's become this kind of like locus for strange ideas. Like, I don't know, I was trying to formulate it. I was like, what is it about this place that has attracted these two things? Um, Arizona. Just Arizona. So. Arizona is like the Florida of the West. That's so true. That's exactly what it felt like. It's so true. Uh, If you live in Arizona, you can tweet uh, Michael Zlenko at M-V-Z-E-L-E-N-K-S. I'm not going to take it back. Oh my God, it's so beautiful out there. It's gorgeous. I would love to live there. Can I come? uh, Yeah. It's beautiful there. It is. Okay, so Mm -hmm. Zoltan is, he's a transhumanist, but he's not, Mm. like the movement is so big that he's not, there's like... What kind of transhumanists are there? Like, there, there, oh there's God. this cult of people who seem to genuinely, actually, truly believe down to their heart they're not going to die. There's Zoltan, mm-hmm. and I can't tell if he actually believes that or not. Uh, neither can I. Um, there's, uh, and I, what I'm leading you up to here is like, okay. there's like insane Silicon Valley stuff. Yeah. Like, this is crazy to me. Yeah. This stuff is really the weird stuff, yeah. um, I think. And uh, like, these ideas were talked about, you know, the idea that you could cure aging or the idea that you could create a computer powerful enough to map a human brain to the point where it would then be able to be programmed to imitate a human brain and think like a person. Mm-hmm. Those ideas used to be like <laughs> Futurama, but now there's like a super big amount of money going into making them real as far as is possible, but there's a huge amount of pushback to those things being even possible mm-hmm. at all to do. Uh, so 
Is the question, what kind of transhumanists are there? I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The different, like the okay. flavors. The different the flavors. So there's the people who believe very firmly, and Zoltan's one of these people, that the singularity is a thing that will happen and that's going to come. Mm-hmm. That's going to come in the middle of this century. That's going to be unbelievably powerful computing power that we can't even imagine. Like super intelligent machines will come online as soon yeah. as the singularity passes. People like Elon Musk also believe this. Yeah. Uh, which you know go for it and uh so this is this is like a really important part of this uh, important part of transhumanism then there's people who believe that uh medicine will be able to eventually cure aging by figuring out whatever it is that causes our cells to age right and if we can reverse that process then we won't have to die again that's something that now has a ton of money going into it at a whole lot of different like institutes and you know labs and stuff in silicon valley um, there's people who believe that a future artificial intelligence will be able to figure out from your digital footprint that you're leaving now who you were. And if you've died, that's okay. You'll be able to be reconstituted ah, from, from, your, these, digital from your, your digital profile. From your tweets. We'll pro- yep, your tweets will be part of it. Every email you've sent will be if, part of it. Every think photo about that. You've- if my future transhumanist <laughs> self is based on my tweets, yeah. I am going to be an asshole. Yeah. Everybody dad jokes. I'll be a jerk who makes really bad jokes. That'll be my whole but life. But everybody is. Every, All yeah, of Twitter is right. assholes. Yeah. So it's like everybody's going to be It's a bad place to be. It's right. A, I mean, But I'll I mean, this back. is just like when you, when you like interrogate this idea, this is just a ridiculous idea. Like we're saying that about Twitter because Twitter exists now. Like people who like 10 years ago had an idea of what you will be reconstituted from in the future would be like GeoCities. So your GeoCities account will be who you are in the future. Wait, 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 people wait. like, yeah, okay, let me give you hundreds of millions of dollars to are make you, that real. But would you, would you like come back in the same human form? Like, okay, if you're hit by a truck and you die. Yeah. Okay, very be- sad. Not because your cells aged, but right? <laughs> yeah. Then, and they're like, okay, but we'll just take Nicola's cloud yeah. Yeah. personality yeah. cloud yeah. and like put it in what like well this is a good question or like where does it go into very good question well potentially uh into some kind of server <laughs> like they're very very thin on details about how this would actually happen but it's like yeah uh make some kind of algorithm or a robot uh or a robot yeah well the idea is like at this stage of our you know evolution the idea that you would even b- want to bother having a physical body would just be a choice that you make and you might decide not to have one because it's cooler to hang out in mm. the cloud. Yeah, you'll be like a substrate. You'll be like a an intelligence, a disembodied intelligence that exists in a, in a server, in, on the cloud, wherever it is. And it's like a this like aggregated algorithm that's gone through all your photos and like been like, she used to really love playing basketball don't know if that's true but she did and so your disembodied self might often be at basketball games because she tweeted that one time because but she how won- can I go there well <laughs> there's no there I think there I'm inside of a, I think you're I'm- in some kind of virtual reality that's right so they think that 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 is a way for our consciousness to continue so this kind of goes against like, like many centuries of philosophical <laughs> thought but yes it sounds, you know, the worst part is it probably won't be able to detect sarcasm. So anything you tweet <laughs> yeah. is like it's straight. So Everything real. is literal. Yeah. Like think about all the punctuation yeah. you're not using yeah. and how your future self is going to read that. Like you don't know. I mean, look, 
So we should be putting a lot of requests in right now because this will be part of what our future digital self. What if this starts a more self. earnest Twitter? What yeah. if oh, the best thing that comes out of this is everyone becomes really <laughs> earnest on Twitter? I really, really, I really believe in. I like this thing and I back it. I think you should like it as well. <laughs> but you should like whatever you. Let's <laughs> be really. It's nice. like I'm really good at like. basketball. <laughs> Or it just becomes a place where everyone wishes their best self out loud. Well, that's basically what this whole thing boils down to. It's a, it's a very, Wishing their best very self big wish. Yeah. Well, yeah. and also, like, I don't know. It It's not very intelligent. Maybe somebody's thinking. Is any, I don't know. You can tell me. Is anybody thinking about, like, the actual, like, philosophy of, like, the self? Like, we don't need to talk about the soul. But, like, if it, when it comes down to it, you know, it, is there a self that could actually exist and like be a singular entity on a computer? Well, that's like an unanswerable question so far, but they don't ever really like, I mean, that's like an ongoing debate that they have in all of these different, you know, AI research places, like the, you know, the, um, the existential risk place that Nick Bostrom runs, they continually are having these kinds of conversations of like, is it really me if it is a copy of myself or is it like we can't answer that question because it's not possible to create that, but well, it has. Because it, the, <laughs> interesting the, the, philosophers idea, the idea for a of a self is an illusion in the first place. It's just a thing that well, we see, make up. We so it's like, is it really you? You well, need to take a drink. I need to take a drink. It's after the that. truth. I'm Don't just you think that so you. much of it is just like that though? Like so much of it is like conversations you have when you were high at university, but right. they've like <laughs> turned it into a profession. <laughs> like yeah. pay me to have these thought experiments all the time. Well, is it really? Me? Well, so that's the other thing is like. It seems like I like Zoltan maybe isn't part of this. He's like running for president because it's a crazy fun thing to do. But I get this this real sense that everybody that is actually putting real money into this, it's like it's the it's the elites, it's the the very very rich people that are doing this. And like if they actually manage to pull something off, they're the ones who are going to reap the benefits. And the rest will be like, oh, yeah, I guess we're gonna die. Yeah, Whatever. just like everyone else, right? It's, it doesn't mean it's right though. But it doesn't. But not because it hasn't happened. I don't even know anyone. <laughs> yes, just because it's happened to everyone else doesn't, doesn't mean that mean it's right. That or that people. it, yeah. Well, one of the things that was really interesting That's to me is that, like, point, and very, we should come back to that. Sorry, we just got, well, well, I was just going to say that can, yeah. part of this is like it's already being put into action with the cryogenics bit, right? Where it's like well, yeah. a, a lot of money going into that, and what is the purpose of that we got to talk about alcor <laughs> what is the point so like, this is a facility okay. that assuming they can <clears throat> stay in business you go there and they lop your head off they pull mm-hmm. out all of the fluid and mm-hmm. replace it with antifreeze mm-hmm. and then freeze the thing mm-hmm. in the hopes that in the future mm-hmm. somebody will be able to unfreeze it mm-hmm. and reconstitute your body body mm-hmm. and identity mm-hmm. right and then also fix all of this cell damage of being frozen at minus 196 fahrenheit so you've been turned into a stone <laughs> like uh and then um yeah medical technology being advanced enough to be able to well, what they think is going to happen is that there's going to be all of these millions of tiny, tiny, tiny nanobots, mm-hmm. like millions of like atomic scale machines will be able to get into your bloodstream and fix everything that went wrong just by replacing broken things with unbroken things inside your body. So uh, this is uh, not at all backed up by any current science or <laughs> any, any well, known science. Well, you talk science. to the one scientist, scientist who's like, yeah, it turns out that a lot of your personality and sense of self and emotion is actually just the chemicals flowing through, through your, brain, your brain, not the yeah. actual neurons. Well, that, 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 that interacts very importantly with the neuron. Like we don't right. even understand what exactly it is that makes cognition happen right. at all. 
So he's a neuroscientist, dedicated his whole life to this, like, you know, works with hundreds of similar people. It's like, we don't know anything about this, but we could probably say that this soup of our brain with all of our proteins and all of our dopamine, all of the chemicals, all of the hormones that are in our brain is very, very, very important to how it functions. And so if you get rid of it, you've got a big, big problem to solve. Yeah, I mean, you hear stories about people like hitting their head and suddenly they're like a completely different personality. (laughs) They forget things. Like imagine not just hitting your head, but hitting it, cracking it open, taking everything out, replacing it with antifreeze (laughs) and then pretending and then hoping to come back to be the person you were in the very beginning. It's like that is... That is the most insane part to well, me. Well, what, yeah. we're sitting here laughing about all this stuff, yeah. but there are people who take it deadly, deadly seriously. Well, not de- dead is the wrong <laughs> word, I guess, right? <laughs> I mean, the people, the people who are paying to do it, they're taking it very seriously, but right. there's no one in actual medicine who's entertaining it even vaguely as, as an idea. And it's something that they say about it is, it's like, no, this is going to be, I mean, it's so important to do this because we're going to save people's lives. People who were dead don't have to be dead anymore. Yeah. And like, you know, morally we should be able to do this. Here's my thing. I think people who are dead should stay dead. Yeah, I feel Does like that sound cool? Pro- <laughs> oh, feel like, like would you go back and kill baby Hitler? Would, would well. you resurrect Hitler? Yeah, no. Exactly. Now what's the point? Like, would I mean, you resurrect Gandhi? No, just keep him dead. Mm-hmm. No, what's to say that this AI of the future won't resurrect bad people? Oh my god, so many existential so risks many bad that they well, have. No, but that's of. the other thing is like they there's have not thought of the, that. Like the this weird line of like we need to be worried about the singularity because the AI is going to kill us, but we want to chase the singularity because if we can manage to like cross this very fine line where we're in charge of the AI or we we become the AI, then we're cool. Yeah it, yeah, it absolutely makes no sense. Like, a, a really favorite one of mine as well is, like, Elon Musk is super worried that this is going to happen. He's, like, very worried um, that AI is going to become bad and going to kill everybody. So what he right. does is donate money to helping it come into being. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to give $10 million to it to make sure that it's friendly. Right. Rather than be like, I'm going to give no money to it to make sure it never exists. It's like, I'm going to make sure that it comes across. Like, that's crazy. It's all crazy, but that's more crazy. But like, but like super evil AI hitting the singularity and like, and you know, Terminator Matrix style future. For some reason, that feels less ridiculous to me. Then, then, then uh, I'm gonna like upload my brain, and it's going to be me, and I'm going to like have a continuity of identity from here to there. So, mm-hmm. how much of this is just like I'm not in the right cultural space to take like things seriously? Am I dumb to think that like a like real AI that actually causes problems is a thing that could happen? Uh, I think it would be extremely unlikely because okay. why would this, 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 okay. So there's this other underlying sort of thing that runs through transhumanism, which is that technology is like in some ways separate and somehow separate from people. Mm-hmm. And it's almost looked at as being this supernatural force. It's like technology is coming. Technology wants what it wants. It's going to become what it becomes. It's going to get so powerful. It's like, wh- how does that happen? At what point does it get out of the control of human beings? It, n- it never does. So I find it very right. difficult to take that idea seriously because machines are not these sentient. They're never going to become like the point at which we're, we lose control right. of technology. I don't think is a thing that would ever happen. I got to read an ad, but okay. I need a hype check of, I don't know. Death? Death. I'm pro-death. <laughs> Keep I the love, dead dead. I love knowing Me too. that there's an ending. Yeah. I hate the idea of it never ending. I know. I love life for now. Yeah. <laughs> Hype check death. That's what I think. Okay. <laughs> I love life for now. <laughs> Such a good slogan. <laughs> Building a website. 
can be tough. And even if you know your way around coding, creating something that looks good and works well and doesn't cause a hellscape future where the computers are in control is a time-consuming affair. Whether it's for a business site, a portfolio, a restaurant, or a cryogenic facility, in this day and age, you probably need one. Well, lucky for us, Squarespace makes it easy to build beautiful websites without breaking a sweat. Squarespace provides simple, powerful, and beautiful website that looks professionally designed regardless of your skill level. There's no coding required. Not only does Squarespace provide you with intuitive and easy-to-use tools to create your website, it also has state-of-the-art tech powering the website to ensure stability, security, and no robots coming to kill you. You know you can trust Squarespace not to build those killer robots because when your website gets millions of people visiting it, uh, it's going to hold up because they already make websites that have millions of visitors and respected brands also trust them. So seriously, you can't beat the ease and simplicity and lack of killer robot death that Squarespace provides you. They give you 24-7 online support and a beautiful website. What are you waiting for? You should start a trial with no credit card required and start building your website today. When you do sign up, you should use the offer code VERGE to get 10% off your first purchase. And you could also show your support for us here at The Vergecast. So we thank Squarespace for their support of The Vergecast. Squarespace, build it beautiful without killer robots. All right, here's my headline. Okay. You ready? There no, were two. We, we had a lot of headlines. There were two oh, that got yeah. rejected. Okay. The, the, the one that we were going with until like the 11th hour, and I think you heard this one, was Choose Life. Yeah. Which love I life. loved, but it... It was sensitive. It had sen- yeah. It's a sensitive sense. Mine was Fear yeah. the Reaper. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Fear the Reaper is very good. It it it's not that good, <laughs> but it's pretty. Good. It was it was good enough where I I, would, I could I could troll people by saying no, it has to be this, even right. though nobody nobody could tell if I was being sincere or not. Much like the proponents of transhumanism. Yeah, uh, mm, I see what you did there. Yeah. It had a lot of layers. Um, what did we have? We had so many heads, and all of them were so so bad, super <laughs> bad. We ended up, we got to a point where we're reading white zombie lyrics to each other for like a half an hour. <laughs> oh, more human than human. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of stuff about. in there. Yeah. Well, he's like a, you know, in that whole kind of cyber goth space. I think there's probably a little crossover there. What about live and let live? Oh. Mm, nobody liked that one. No? No. Uh, never say die. Never say die. Never say die. They got knocked back. They got knocked back. I mean, uh, I'm the astral creep. Phantom in a box, shadow yeah. in your head. Like, yeah, this is definitely straight up about the singularity. Yeah, I'm a jigsaw man, mm-hmm. an electric head. I'm a See? jigsaw man. Yeah. yeah, that's terrifying. Electric head. <laughs> this is a very Futurama. That's, that's a this is, yeah, right there. This is crazy. All right, I am the Nexus One. See, it really is a. It's a total like cyber goth anthem here. I want more life. I want more life. Mm. Oh my god. Because, I mean, that's like, well, to go back to saying it would be terrible to live forever, which is true. That's yeah. like the whole idea of what purgatory is in religious thinking. You right. never die or go anywhere. <laughs> it's like, why would you create that on earth as this horrific, you know, so that was like my number one question in my mind so much through this story would be, okay, if we could achieve this, if this were possible, at what point would you be like, okay, I need the true death now because I'm a zombie. Like, and you have to choose to die. You have to choose to die. You have to do the thing that they fear most, which is end your life. So, and think about all those kids. But, but did hang not on. really appeal. If, like the, this did not sort of cut through to the point where it was like, oh, but I still want to live forever. I'm like, it's not going to actually ever be forever. No, but it would be. Like if you're like, you know what, I'm done. I choose to die, and then a month later, 
your best friend's like, you know, I really miss so and so, and hits the button that recreates you, you from your tweets exactly. and you're back. And you're like, oh, exactly. Damn it. I've really? Written, exactly. I've written this kind of like, like grandma can't ever. She's like, I know it's the holidays, but like, come on. <laughs> exactly. Because I wrote this kind of like extropians horror film sort of treatment. And that was like exactly what it was. It was like the future came to pass and then that they couldn't ever get out of it. And so people maliciously kept bringing them back and trying to kill the person who kept bringing them back didn't work either. So they were just like trapped in this perpetual hell. It's quite uh, anyone who wants to option that I'm ready to go. That's like if you left a job and they just kept being like, they kept calling you and being like, okay, what about? this one email this one time right. I don't work there anymore I don't yeah. want to I know or like never being able to get off a do not call list like you're just like yeah. you're just like always getting solicited it's just everything about it is just like, like a horrible nightmare from vision. life why are you putting me back on the list <laughs> well because we're not done with you yet so come on back great offer for you you have to say send a, send a blank email to unsubscribe from life <laughs> No reply at life. Yeah. <laughs> Just one email away. So yeah, being made into a zombie would be terrible. And then Zoltan was like, yeah, you know, it would be really terrible, especially if you had become like enslaved in this system. <laughs> that would be really bad. And I'd be like, yeah, that would be super bad. Like you wouldn't actually be able to kill yourself. Then you'd be stuck in it forever. He's like, yeah, I guess you would be trapped in a hell forever. Anyway, I'm yeah. just going to go and get another. <laughs> He's just like walking, waiting to get another beer. He's well, like okay. telling me this. So if he achieves the dream of we, we live forever in our physical bodies, the environment's toast. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. the, the things, the, the entities that enable us to live forever, uh, right now, and the, the, the dream is that all those entities are corporations. It's not like, it's not like the government or some, you know, communist utopia, it's companies. So we are, we are, their perfect world is, a blasted environment where everything is destroyed. And the only way to have anything that's good is to be in a computer and the things that uh, enable you to persist are companies. Is that mm-hmm. a fair assessment? Yeah. That's, I think that the, that's, that's just, the utopia? Yeah, isn't it beautiful? Okay. I really can't wait. It sounds pretty good. To be part of the Google, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Oh, my Compute God. Global is this why Facebook future? is interested in virtual reality? Yes. This is it? Yes. You have to be recreated from what you've posted on Facebook for the duration that oh, you've had man. a face you're gonna be like virtually poked for the rest of your life well i think that a lot of these zuckerbucks are gonna go towards curing aging that's one of his big things right he right. really feels like that's how curing we can reach. aging yeah it's how he feels yeah. like we could reach our human potential best one of the best things to do that you know best, best ways to do that would be to never die so i'm really glad that they've incorporated that uh, trust well, you ever like invest in important things like that you had like a long day and you wake up the next morning and you're like i think i caught aging <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like curing aging Actually, is like. Hang on, that definitely happened to me when I was like thirty six. I woke up and I was like, "Oh, I've got it. I've come down with <laughs> aging." Happened. No, it's like when you like when you're in your like early twenties and like you, you you have your first like real hangover, right? Like oh, mid twenties. Never like, forget. Wait a minute, it's a chronic disease. This happens to people. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. And you can never go back. I know. I think, I think that the first truly, aging. truly bad That's hangover. point in their life. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the first truly bad hangover you ever have. It's like, oh my God, I really am going to die someday. Yeah. Like it's directly connected yeah. to your mortality. Yeah. For I sure. Think. It's like, yeah. Okay. So what's next for Zoltan? Zoltan? Uh, Zoltan? Zolt. 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 I can't call him Zolt. I haven't easier met him. to call Zolt. 
Z. Z, the golden retriever, is that he's on... Z, the golden retriever. I feel... Wow. He's on his last leg of this tour. The bus is probably on its last legs as well. And, yeah, he's he's on the way to Washington to deliver his Bill of Rights and hopefully maybe I could go there and see how he... See how that actually unfolds for him. What's his Bill of Rights? Uh, so it's the Transhumanist Bill of Rights. It's what that everyone is. Everyone's entitled to eternal life. Everyone is entitled to be able to do whatever they want to do to their body. Government should be putting a lot more money into things like curing aging. Right. But he's got a bunch of other stuff, which we sort of talk about in our sit down halfway through the story, where he wants there to be like a, a universal living wage and. You know, that's a whole... That sounds like that's, it, 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 I know. It's like there are a lot of parts of this. It's like, hey, actually, that's sensible. But then you also get the part where it's like, and I'm going to be in disembodied consciousness in a server who lives for millions of years. I'm like... I With a great wage. I can't... <laughs> <laughs> With like this perpetual government that like somehow yeah. has perpetual money. And, and yeah. So, yeah, Zolt's going to just keep going and um, realize his, his goal of getting to Washington and then... Uh, I think he'll think about what he wants to do after that, mm-hmm. which is probably go surfing in Baja. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, we we're going to do that forever. As well. It seems like a yeah. forever, forever. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be a yeah. pretty sweet wave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the wave he's that forever. he's that good. The eternal wave. He's had a I lot can't of time to practice. That, that was not one of his dreams. I the can't eternal wave. The eternal wave. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm going to yeah. bring Just that up. I'm going to ask him about that. I'm going to bring that up. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to want to say about transhumanism and how amazing and terrible it is? Yeah, it's a terrible set of ideas um, <laughs> that I think people really should be just very come out with it. Tell us what you really think. Skeptical about <laughs> is what I think, and particularly what you'd raised earlier. It's like all this stuff's being driven by private money, in corporations, and that's really not great for democracy. So, <laughs> ironically, this person's running for president. Yeah, but isn't this weird that we're we're terrified of like it's really terrible if they achieve their goal. Uh, but we are laughing at the goal all the way a- along. So shouldn't we be happy that they're like wasting their money on this instead of something no. worse? No, that's even worse. Okay. Give give me the money. <laughs> <laughs> give somebody the money. Give, yeah. Maybe not me, but somebody better than me. All right. Yeah. Put put that put that put that money into doing something to actually you know affect change like now in ways that we need. Maybe not trying to make a few billionaires immortal. Just had to get serious, didn't you? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, I'm going to read another ad, and you guys are going to head out. But before you do, uh, how can people find you? They can't. <laughs> <laughs> Hope. Are you on Twitter? Um, no, I'm on Twitter, yeah? which is Elmo underscore keep. K-E-E-P. You'll find me. And, mm-hmm. Michael, you are uh, also on Twitter? Yeah, I'm on Twitter. MV's the links. Well, Just you can all find one. Me. That's it? Yeah. With a K? Yeah, K-S. Not a Q. Uh, no, MV's a Lynx. You'll yeah. find me. If you really want to find me, you know where I am. Right. The machines will always find us. Find Telecommunication Systems, Inc. Did you know that with just a few lines of code, you can send text messages that include alerts, reminders, order updates, SMS marketing campaigns, and instructions for app downloads? It's true! With Telecommunication Systems, Inc., Cloud Messaging Center, developers can easily integrate text messaging into their own mobile application, backend, or website. As a company, TCS handles up to 670 billion messages per day. It's billion with a B. That's an average of 1.8 billion with a B messages per day. 
Their CMC REST API allows you to send messages for alerts, reminders, order updates. Two, you can also use it to send SMS marketing campaigns to drive app downloads or to increase user engagement. The REST API allows you to perform messaging functions such as sending, receiving, and scheduling messages, securing delivery receipts, and ordering and creating groups and contacts. TCS offers intercarrier messaging across all U.S. wireless carriers. The pricing is flexible, and it's based on the quantity of messages you need, featuring pay-as-you-go monthly plans. So go to cloudmessaging.guru and sign up for Cloud Messaging Center's REST API. You can start integrating this messaging solution today. That was a deeply, deeply nerdy ad read with an amazing uh, glass shatter in the middle, which was totally fine. Don't be sorry. It was amazing. That was really great. Yeah. This is the best bizarro Vergecast ever. Yeah. And now we have two uh, two new people here. Uh, Chris Ziegler, who many of you have Hello. met before, and a new Vergecast rookie, Andrew Hawkins. Hello. Are you on Twitter? I am. Yeah. Aren't we all? How do you feel about Twitter? Uh, it rules my life. Yeah. And all the we're going to make it a better place based on what just happened. I hear about this. I hear that there's a there's an effort underway to improve Twitter. No, twice in the past two days, like basically every day now, I've tried to say something nice to somebody on Twitter, and they just assumed I was being sarcastic. See, now you know how I feel with my (laughs) earnest my earnest curiosity that comes off as condescending every time. I'm like, well, tell me about it. Uh, Tell me about Universal Remotes, Dieter, and you're like, what? And I'm like, no, really, tell me about them. Okay. Can never win. I no. really can't. So you guys are here to talk about the LA Auto Show and Uber and just car stuff. Mm-hmm. And also, I just you haven't been on the Vergecast before. I have not. How does it feel? Uh, tingly. Tingly? Tingly. That's uh, it's not the adjective There's I would have... There's glasses breaking everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Just, you know, there might be a, f- a small fire somewhere in the corner. <laughs> you never well, know. The good news is nobody's <laughs> going to talk about how, how you did here because all they're talking about apparently is Nicholas Hare on the uh, YouTube comments. I know. I'm really enjoying it. It's super fun. <laughs> are you watching the... Are you yeah, watching yeah. YouTube live comments yeah, I'm during starting, the Vergecast? I'm, I'm She's commenting now. Oh my God. With them. Yeah, wow. if you want to come be hang out on YouTube.com slash watch question mark V. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. I could not handle reading live YouTube comments. It's no. fun. They really want to know where Neli is. Neli is a way. Becoming immortal. Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, the movie Transcendence where he turns into a computer yeah. And now he's just among us. God, do I have to times. watch that movie? You haven't seen it? Oh, it is so bad. Dude. It is. It is. That's the Johnny Depp one. Why yeah. would I want to watch a so bad movie? So look, the, the first 80% of it is actually not bad. And then it gets really bad really fast. Yeah. Uh, which, you know. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I'm the guy that will defend Johnny Mnemonic. Oh, that's a good one. I, I like Johnny Mnemonic. Uh, isn't, isn't the book better? Uh, yeah, but. I don't know how true. to read. So yeah, wow, that. that's that's an admission that, that I didn't see coming. It's <laughs> turning into a Maury Povich kind of situation. I have no idea how to transition this to Uber. I like, I just have no idea. I, so now we're just gonna, I'm just gonna do it. Tell me about Uber. What's what's going on with Uber? So these days? Uber is a company, yeah, that did a lot of things, yeah, uh, and is doing a lot of things. Uh, I guess the big news today was that they are. Uh, uh, eyeing a, or seeking a, another round of funding because mm-hmm. money is of no object. Uh, they're looking for about $2.5 billion from their investors, uh, which would up their valuation to about $62.5 billion. Why does Uber need $2.5 billion? Um, so that they can continue to... Make it rain on them politicians, That's yo. right. That's right. Yeah? That's one, <laughs> That's one <it>. explanation. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> but no, because I think the the assumption is that they're uh, you know uh, steadily moving towards mm-hmm. a, an IPO. Uh, uh, that's been sort of the, the the word on the street. Although the CEO has uh, declined to discuss any details about that at all. It's, it's you know he says that I think he said something at, at, at this conference a little while ago. Uh, that you know, he, they're like the new girl at the prom. Right? And why would we go home with you know anybody when we can just sort of be at the prom? Whoa! You can't say stuff like that these days. Well, this guy says uh, a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah, so Travis like the least really of the. Can't say that. Tra- Travis Klanick says a lot of insane. I mean, we just stuff. got finished talking about like crazy people funding transhumanism. So let's let's talk about Travis <laughs> just a little bit. Like, do you, are you familiar with how insane the CEO of Uber is? Oh, Kalanick. I mean. Like in a abstract way, but not in like the way that like, no, not as much. I mean, he 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 he's a a, a deeply committed uh, Ayn Rand Ayn Rand Ayn Randian Randian Randian. He's a Randian, so he he hates him some some leechers some mm-hmm. um, poachers yes. moochers moochers. What's what's the phrase that she uses? Takers. I'm I'm shrugging like Atlas right now. I don't know. Right. Yeah. yeah <laughs> right. Uh, I've never read the book. His, his Twitter avatar was Alexander Hamilton for a while, and then yeah. mm-hmm. it was the I think the cover of Atlas Shrugged or something. It right. was, yeah. And uh, yeah, no, he's yeah, he's he's very much into self determination and right. making it for yourself. I mean, and having amazing hair. The dude has an amazing head of hair. Let's be honest. Really? Yeah. For yeah. someone who it's looks pretty... like he's perpetually twelve years old, it's yeah. not a bad, <laughs> not a bad <laughs> hairdo. <laughs> Right, <laughs> I googled. Right, not bad, right? He's not bad. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, they're they're raising a ton of money and they're you know crushing the competition. And I think the, the, another story that I wrote today uh, that sort of reflects this is that you've got Lyft and all of Uber's Asian competitors banding together like the super friends so that they can uh, defeat the Uber menace. Isn't one of the super friends Heart? Or no, no, I'm thinking of Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure Heart is a band from no, the no, 80s. No, no, in, in Captain Planet, one of the rings yes. is definitely Heart. Yeah, you're like, oh man. Like every other Just kid has like, yeah, every other kid has like a real power. They're like wind, water, fire. <laughs> right. Heart. <laughs> no, the Super Friends are Superman, Green right. Lantern, yes. Wonder Woman, Batman. Uh, but no, yeah, so Lyft is getting together with Diddy Cowdy, <laughs> which is uh, uh, China's big uh, ride hell company mm-hmm. and as well as Ola, which is based in India and grab taxi. And they're sort of getting together and they're going to, uh, share technology, share mapping technology. Uh, people who use Lyft can go to these other countries and hail these other services using their Lyft app, I guess. Uh, so it really sort of extend, expands Lyft's reach across mm-hmm. the world. Uh, whether or not that's going to have any sort of effect on this competition with Uber, it's it's remains to be seen. I wonder but. if there's an antitrust concern here because they a lot of those companies operate in the same markets, right? And now they're just all sharing everything with mm-hmm. one another. No, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there was there's been massive de- 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 deregulation in the yeah. transportation area yeah. since like the 70s, right? So I I, I doubt that there's I don't know. I mean, here's here's a real question. As a, um, uh, I don't know, bleeding heart liberal, do I need to feel really bad whenever I use Uber? <laughs> like, that's I, it. That's the question. Like, no, do you feel, I don't. No? I like, I'm like, I use Uber all the time. I'll probably spend two and a half billion dollars on it next year. So they'll be good. Yeah. But <laughs> that was um, something I didn't mention that they're raising all of their money from Nicola. Me, <laughs> that's where it's me trying to get the fuck home sometimes. But <laughs> no, I like mentioned I was in um, Seattle and like mentioned my friend and I were like, oh, we're going to take Uber or whatever. And then our like 
one of our like punk friends was just like went off on us and uber was something that we just like didn't talk about for a while after that yeah my anarchist friends like are yeah. all how many over anarchist me. friends do you have i actually have like two <laughs> and they happen to be dating each other so it's it's very i actually have like two <laughs> <laughs> no they're but they are all over my case all the time about uber sending me links to dubious websites saying yeah. you know this and this and that but no i think you know you look at some of the the legal challenges that uber's facing over the next few months next yeah. year uh, i think a lot of this stuff's going to come to head how they treat their workers how they you know, they classify their drivers uh it, it's, yeah. it's really gonna uh be something that they're gonna have to contend with but you still have to answer my question i think you can continue to use it in good faith really yeah. and not not feel like i'm i'm a horrible person not i think like well you I should think, for yeah, other reasons yeah, other reasons yeah other, right, exactly course, course. yeah you should you should definitely use it and feel terrible about yourself yes. right Okay, but, but just why are you know, we feeling because bad? of your health choices. I, I don't know like why that. not. <laughs> uh, they 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 could treat their drivers better. Uh, their uh, the question of whether or not you can make a living wage on Uber uh, without like making it more than a full time job is up for debate, especially depending on what city you're in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Man, I went to Washington D.C. this time last year with my parents, and they discovered Uber there, and like grilled every driver about, oh really yeah so i heard more like i would never ask someone like so how much do you make like what do you like about this yeah. what do you, you know what i mean like that was just like impolite conversation but like parent oh man no they're not gonna listen to this the other one will but the one that did it won't <laughs> um Sorry, I got distracted. Thinking Shout about out Nicholas Holidays, Parks. family, what's coming next. But yeah, they asked like every driver about it. And a lot of them, this was in like DC area. A lot of them lived like elsewhere in Virginia. Yeah. Were like retired guys who were just like, you know, I'm kind of bored at home. Why don't I like go make some money? And then they're pulling in like thousands of dollars a month per their stories. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know in New York if it's. I don't know. I feel like anytime I bring up like the job, they're pretty, they seem pretty into it. It definitely depends on the market. Cause like LA, I always think about, I go to LA and you, you go like 40 miles in an Uber X and you spend like $8. Yes, and I was like, just there and it's like it's free. Yeah. It's free. It's basically yeah. free. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the question. How long can they sustain this business model? How long right. can they continue to try to undercut you know, traditional taxi businesses by offering such cheap fares. And that's part of where the funding comes from, right? It's Absolutely. like they're they're plowing money into undercutting all the traditional they're, they're basically burning large piles of cash on these extremely discounted fares that they offer. Yeah. Which is why they need two point five billion dollars mm-hmm. more, apparently. Yeah. Exactly. So the other thing that happened uh, is uh, Amar wrote a piece about the, a bunch of uh, Uber drivers in France that screw mm. it, and they like banded together and created their own app. Basically, yeah, I thought that was pretty amazing. It's an amazing story. I think I'm surprised that that hasn't. When I read that, I was like, "This is not a terrible idea." Right. I mean, it's not. It's not probably not going to work, but I'm surprised it hasn't happened in like the United States. Right. So like, like when I think of Uber, I think of a company that fundamentally like their technology is fine. But it's not like this huge moat. Like what they have over everybody is they are scale. Scale. They're everywhere. And now, honestly, they have like the infrastructure to get to fight the cities to like make their app legal there. Right. And so the question is, are they when they if they do that, that they cared about that to begin with. I mean, not that they care about that to begin (laughs) with, but now they they have to do it. Right. Uh, And so if I were Uber, I would actually want to create some like gray zone kind of license that they would get so that. You know, there there can't be some other like, you know, I, I made a communism joke about there. There's a specter haunting Uber. 
and it's the specter of a crowdsourced French ride sharing app. Right? Like it's the means of production. I'm serious. It's the yeah. means of production. The means of production for ride sharing is the ability to use a smartphone to connect to the customer who wants a ride. Right. And right now that's what Uber provides. Mm-hmm. Um, but Uber doesn't like that thing could just be made. Uh, sure. And it's just what it needs is scale, the network effect, and legality. And right now, uh, Uber, Google, <laughs> uh, Uber has, which is invested in Uber, Google. all three of those things. But if like the question is, are all three of those things? Does that basically mean that Uber wins? Like Lyft is done. All the, this consortium of other companies trying to get together are done. Like is is that's <clears throat> it seems to me that's why they need the money. They need the money to make sure that whatever lead they have never gets encroached on. I mean, that's the question, and I think that's what Lyft is definitely trying to staunch the bleeding, right? Because they, you know, and joining forces with these other companies, uh, and I think you know Uber's making a big push in China too. So there's clearly there's a threat there to you know sort of these Asian companies as well. Um, so whether or not that that can be sustained, or whether or not just Uber is going to become the default yeah. taxi service for the world, I think right. is, is obviously the, the 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 question that will be, it will be answered over the next year or so. I mean, this was the year that they basically consolidated America. They're they're still kind of on the ropes, I feel, in Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a lot of legal challenges. And, yeah, and because used... the labor protections are so much right. stronger in Europe than they are here, you get a lot more pushback from right. people in France. No, I, I used them in Amsterdam, and I was getting dirty looks on the street. Like, people like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, wow. Do That's that. interesting. They're like, why yeah. aren't you on your bicycle? No, why? Like, no, because <laughs> the, the, they're still fighting the, the taxi industry there. Oh, yeah. And so, like, that 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 hasn't resolved itself yet there. And yeah. so like, I mean, yes, I wasn't riding a bike. So of course they didn't like me. <laughs> answer that. Um, but like genuinely, like there was like people like, like looked at me. I was like, they made a, face. but it's like, what are we, what are we bemoaning? We, we bemoan about the drive, the way they treat their drivers, but also like, are we bemoaning the, the, poor taxi millionaires that are going out of business now yeah, that Uber's coming no. in to replace. I mean, nobody really, I don't think we, it's hard to muster up some sympathy for medallion owners in the New York city area or taxi companies in Las Vegas who are all owned by the mob. Or, yeah. Right. I mean, I will, I will say that, I don't know that this is an old fight between Chris and I, that fundamentally I, I don't like the idea of cars or driverless cars because I feel like mass transit is better. And there's there, the, the dream of the, the, personal driverless car doesn't seem to be designed for people that want to pay two bucks to get somewhere in the city. It's designed for people that want to pay 10,000 bucks or 15,000 bucks for a car. Right. Or car sharing. Like the, the, the level of income you need. God, I sound like such a communist. (laughs) I'm ranting. Where's your beret, man? Where's your little beret? (laughs) It's crazy. Um, but yeah, like, uh, you know, getting a taxi before Uber sucked and it sucked for really bad reasons. Right. Yeah. And they're fixing that, which seems yeah. great. Well, it was, it was racist. It yeah. was it was dirty. Still is racist. Yeah, in some it was yeah. Da- yeah. sometimes it was dangerous. You know, uh, yeah. And they and Uber sort of took all of that kind of out of the the equation and was like, hey, it can be clean and seamless, and yeah. your driver can be nice to you. And I will say the one time where I still consistently use a taxi in New York is when it's raining because mm-hmm. you open Uber and it's it's you know 2.5 or 3.0 surge but you can always find a taxi if you just wait for 5 minutes. Yeah. But so. not always. Yeah, well, yeah, not always. Uh, yeah, but sometimes a, you get lucky. I took a taxi in September cuz my phone died and whatever and I forgot how expensive it is compared. Yeah. Like I got it took me like I think it was $45 for me to get home from the west side of Manhattan. Wow. And I was and it's something that I would have expected to pay like maybe $30 for. Yeah. And I like by the time I got to my place and it was weird like it was so 
bumpy like the car because it's like those cars are different it's all bumpy or like yeah yeah it's unpleasant yeah it's like oh this is so weird well some taxis still use crown vicks which are like basically ancient tanks at this point (laughs) yeah like they've been around the the fundamental cars has been unchanged for 35 years um and they just stopped producing them like five years ago but the taxi industry is still using them so my uh my best friend in high school uh had like an 87 crown vic god i love that car it's a big car it's a big car it had it had like the the 300 uh, Mustang, horsepower yeah, Mustang yeah, engine. just just a massive, massive. I yeah, don't, I don't you know can crash into anything, won't feel it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and like you could turn the steering wheel like forty five degrees before it started moving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can go like this, and the car just sort of rocks back and forth without turning. <laughs> uh, all right, what else? Spot is happening in cars. What? Uber Spot. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. Seth. Spot was just, so they there. It was a kind of an under the radar thing, but they. Are rolling out this new feature just in Seattle to start out with. That was that's meant to address the problem. You hail an Uber. You're waiting on the street. You get into the wrong person's car because you think it's their it's your Uber car. Right. Which apparently happens. To they're people. all Camrys they're, and Highlanders. Right. No, or, whenever or I get into an Uber, they're yeah. like, "Is your name Dietrich? Dietrich? <laughs> Dietrich? Right. Are you Dietrichich? I'm Nicole. Uh, Always Nicole. Nicole. Uh, Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so they, they their new solution to that problem is they're going to be start handing out these like LED lights to for the drivers to put into their windows, and a, and the rider can then select the color that the light will light up as using their app. So you just got to look at the last three digits of the license plate. Duh. Why doesn't that's the Uber app tell me the color of the car that's coming? Yes. Yeah. That, that's what a good is question. the deal? Why Lyft, is that Lyft hard? Does I think they can tell me the make, they can tell yeah. me the license plate, they can tell me who the driver is. They, they show the picture of him. Face. Yeah, yeah, I know. And they can't just tell me it's going to be black, yo. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's a good question. Apparently, they decided that they didn't want to go that step and instead wanted to invest in <sighs> some sort of new light light based, you know. <laughs> close encounters right. of the third kind it's, era. It's good though if like, you know, you're in front of a really popular restaurant or something in Manhattan and there are eight Priuses pulling up and you need to know which one's yours. And you've had a few. You've had a few. You've had a few. This is fashion week. You're deep in this your cups. This is fashion yeah. week. Yeah. Wait, yeah. what? Like this We're, problem is, this is oh, yeah. all yeah. of fashion week. It's like you get out. Is this my Uber? No, it's yours. Yeah, because sure there's 8,000 people leaving right. the same thing, all hailing the same service, right. and all the cars look the same. Right. Yep. I did like a casual search on Twitter to be like Uber and random, and it was like full of people that were like, so got into some random guy's car, thought it was my Uber, turned yeah. out it was, you know somebody else but he gave me a ride anyways <laughs> i was like who does that happen to but apparently a lot of people so they're Wait, doing, yeah. was it was it was the person even a professional driver or just some dude i i, I would have to go deeper into the story than i want to to find out you freaked me out when you said this is fashion week because i thought you meant it was fashion week right now no i was like oh wow that's we need to talk about that <laughs> Well, you know, if correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Fashion Week, at least in the city of New York, is sponsored by Mercedes-Benz, which is a good segue into Oh, cars. snap. We've been talking about I'm cars sure for the past 20 minutes. I thought they pulled Oh, they did. <sighs> but they did just host they did just host um this runway show in Dubai with public school. Okay. Mercedes. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 which is kind of like interesting and weird for many reasons. I can't even like get into it. I'm going to get emotional. Uh, <laughs> please do. Let's see what the YouTube can, can, comments say. Can the camera zoom in right now? And she's crying. Te- a tear rolls down. 
Um, <laughs> that would be a Vergecast first, I think, right? Somebody crying. Well, it used to be weird because yeah, you would no, walk not into no, there's many, okay. many, many tears. Cast <laughs> on the you would walk into Fashion Week like the main sponsored whatever, and there would be a car parked in the middle with like ropes around it, and like people would like take selfies with the car, but you couldn't like touch it. It was really weird. Even and, I don't take selfies with cars. And no, because you're so used to them. You're like cool guy around. It's like I don't need you. Is it a thing that you're not supposed like touching the out the the paint of a car is bad? Like the oils from your hand are bad. Well, yeah, I mean, you'd want to polish it off. Yeah, like right away. Relatively quick. You wouldn't want to leave so it like, like that. That's why at when at you drive auto a shows, car, you you actually don't touch. You don't touch a car. You like no, you put on white like gloves, a white glove, but you, yeah. Yeah. but you also keep it waxed and buffed and all that stuff. But that, that's why at an auto show, like literally all the time, you see the guys with the rags going over the cars all day long because they want to keep the the fingerprints off the cars. Because the fingerprints literally corrode the car. Because our, our yeah, no. Our, if you if you go more than like fifteen minutes, the car just starts to rust and fall apart right. into the floor. Right. Okay. <laughs> Um, these luxury items. We haven't <laughs> talked about the LA Auto Show at all in the Virgin. No, we, we have not. So what happened there? Uh, so it was speaking of car shows where people are buffing things constantly. It was it was a weird show. Um, we expected it to be bigger than it was, but the announcements that were made were still pretty bizarre. Um, there was a convertible SUV, which doesn't happen every day. Wait, what? Yeah, this is the uh, the Land Rover Evoque convertible. Wait, okay. I think we talked about this on the last version. Did we talk about yeah. this? Oh, did we? Mm-hmm. Well, the one we, that it was in the didn't. snow. Well, I mean, okay. yeah. the, right. the royal we. Here, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's a convertible SUV. Um, Which is like maybe the most pimp thing in the whole world or maybe. the worst thing in the whole world. Maybe both. I mean, um, it's a pretty large it, range. Do you get this because it actually line. has a utility or do you get it because it's the most pimp thing in the world? Well, you, you, the you get it or because... You get it because you want to project the, worst to the world. Already, like included in the idea of being a pimp thing. Yes, true, true, okay. true. Okay. It's wrapped up in itself. You, you get it because you want to project to the world around you that you have infinity money and you have run out of things to spend it on. Uh huh. So that's why you would get this. Um, but you know, LA is traditionally a show where they show a lot of convertibles because it is a convertible town. Right. Um, so that's why the car debuted there. It's obviously a very limited run vehicle. They're not going to be selling a million of these things. Um, so that happened. The, the the press shots, by the way, if you haven't seen our post on this car, please check out the press shots for it because they're the most hilarious press shots I've ever seen for a car. There's one where it's driving through a lake with the top down. There's one where they're dashing through the snow with the top down. There's one where they're going over dunes in the Middle East with the top down. It's just a very bizarre set of press photos. Um, that happened. Then uh, the Fiat 124 happened. <gasps> I'm looking at them. They're insane, right? <laughs> They're completely insane. The the one at the top with the dude in the button down and he's just like yeah, casually he's driving like through a lake. Low, like low water. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> the world's first aqua car. It is. Uh, no, no, no. The world's first aqua car was the a Lotus Esprit, Esprit from, James uh, from James Bond. From right. Octopussy? No. It was Live and Let Die. God damn it. I don't I know. It was Octopussy. Yeah. It was Octopussy. Um, so anyway, uh, Fiat 124, which is uh, a wait. You love the Fiat 124? No, I love the the, oh, the, the Esprit. Lotus Esprit from. So does Elon Musk? He bought it. Yeah, Spy, you um, love me. What's up? Spy, you love me. Okay. Yeah. Well, you were wrong too. Don't give me that. Well, I knew it wasn't Octopussy. <laughs> um, anyway, Fiat 124 debuted, uh, which is um, a Fiat version of the new Mazda Miata. Right, and this is the car that everybody with taste loves and everybody. no no that is not accurate it's it is the opposite of the lg urbane 
uh, in that it, it looks bad. <laughs> <laughs> Our senior reporter Tamara describes it as the most polarizing car in LA. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. So she was writing it up, and I and I I texted her. I text messaged her. I'm like, Tamara, you need to call it polarizing because that's what it is. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, on the floor, um, you know, just hit, overhearing conversations with different journalists, like it, people were getting like emotional about this car, describing whether they loved it or hated it. Because it to me, it looks like you took a Miata and bolted on a bunch of crappy aftermarket parts. Oh, and- it's like the, it's like the, what's the, the Pontiac equivalent of a Camaro? Firebird? Yeah. It's the, it's the Pontiac Firebird of the Miata. Kind of, except the Firebird was a genuinely badass car. That is not true. Have you fu- wow? Oh, I like in the eighties. Wow. In the eighties and nineties, the Firebird was a dumpster fire Are, with the giant like bird, flaming bird on the hood. Yes, it was that is garbage. Awesome. Come the, on, the micro machine version of it was awesome. <laughs> I believe. I, I believe that. I, I launched that, that thing <laughs> off so many ramps with a fast talking micro machine guy. Oh man, uh, he was the best. I uh, man, I love him. Alive, yeah, I, I, I don't know. See you alive. We should get him I on wanted the, to be him when I grew up. Yeah, no, yeah, we all wanted to be oh, yeah. that. <laughs> I the bet there's some story there. The commercials made no sense. It was like 15 seconds long. It was just this dude talking faster than you could understand, and then that was the end of the commercial. Yeah. John Moshita <laughs> Jr. John Moshita Jr. He lives. He, he lives. lives. He lives. Is Can he we get anything? him on the verse? Is he doing anything cool? He lives in New York. Oh my God! Or at least he's from New York. If you know John Moshita Jr., ask him to come on the verge cast. It would be the quickest interview. <laughs> 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 It'd be so fast. Uh. So Fiat 124, that happened. Um, then we had a wrap-up uh, at the end uh, with uh, Jason Harper, Tamara, and myself, uh, who were all there. Um, graciously, BMW, BMW, who had a two-level fl- two booth, gave us their second floor uh, to uh, sort of mini-podcast from. Um, if you have a two-level booth at an auto show, you are a baller, uh, which BMW apparently is. Um, so that was fun. Uh, yeah, that was LA. And then coming up, of course, we have CES, uh, which is, as I've been saying for three years now, an auto show. It's going to be again this year. Uh, and then Detroit the week after that. So, yeah. And we're going to see the Faraday. We're going, well, Faraday Future is exhibiting there. We don't know what they're showing. Back up. Faraday Future is what? Faraday Future. Uh, so this was, this story that we put up, this sort of mini feature uh, written by Tamara, um, was not part of the L.A. auto show uh, scene per se, but they are an L.A. company. They are headquartered in Nissan's old R&D facility um, outside L.A. Uh, they are uh, a California company uh, that has been very quietly poaching Tesla, BMW, Mercedes, and Apple engineers okay. for the past two years. The only electric car stories I see anymore are Apple poached from Tesla, Tesla poached from Apple, Faraday yeah. poached from these other people. Like, yeah. They're just like 50 people that know how to make electric cars, yeah. and they just all get stolen from each other That's over pretty and over much and over the again. scene. And Google, Google just poached uh, someone from Tesla right? the, the last week. Yeah. Very yeah, incestuous scene, it yeah. seems like. Well, else. And it's very California-specific. There's not a lot of poaching from Detroit. Right, hmm. like, well, because I mean, but but all the all the all the Detroit uh, companies have opened labs in the Valley in the past two years, so right. they're in that scene now too. Um, How much longer is Detroit going to be Detroit in terms of cars? No, in terms of existing. Well, it's like, well, yes, that's not fair. So, 
how do I put this? The, the, uh, Detroit is like a whole box to open. Yeah, it is. It's like, you, like you that just, is a podcast unto itself. That is, yeah. Well, yeah. maybe if we have a transportation podcast. Maybe if we have a that transportation would be, podcast. That would be interesting. That's what? Oh, what? incredible. Huh? What? Oh, my. Oh, my. That's I'm a sorry. great idea. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I didn't mean huh? to. You, you just opened in a Pandora's box, my friend. I did. No, it's a you great You opened a Fiat, Fiat, whatever that car was called, what? box. You don't even know. You claim that it was a great looking car. You don't even know what it's called. You just opened a Miata box. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Faraday Future, um, they're in stealth mode still. They've raised tons of money from unknown sources that are we think are Chinese, um, and they won't even name their CEO. They won't tell us who their CEO is. That's crazy. They're, um, the, they're, the, they're the Manchurian electric car company. Yes, yes, they Ooh. are. Provocative, um, right? Uh, also racist, so I take a it A little bit, yeah. So, so one thing that they're doing that's interesting, they'll the, the only talk about what they're doing in sort of riddles and rhymes, but they... Uh, uh, they want to launch their first vehicle in 2017. I don't believe that's actually going to happen, but that's their plan. And they want to launch in a subscription model. Mm-hmm. So instead of buying a car, you would subscribe to a service where you can select different self-driving cars for you. So like one day you might have a cargo self-driving car for going to Home Depot and picking up like furniture or Ikea or whatever. Would the and car then- like drive itself to you? Yes, that's the idea. So, like, first of all, they have huge regulatory challenges to, yeah. to overcome. Secondly, the technology isn't fleshed out. Three, they don't have a car yet. I mean, they have many, many problems, but they also have infinity money, allegedly. So we'll see. Well, it's kind of it, it also sort of dovetails with the Uber uh, ethos, which is to end private car ownership and have everyone just share cars, share yeah. rides. Yeah, it sounds like it's sort of like. There are a lot of companies betting that this is what people want and that hasn't been proven yet. I mean, I don't want, okay, I want to own a car, but like when I'm really honest with myself, I don't. No, I don't either. But but we all live in New York City. I mean, if, right, if you yeah. live. Yeah, but like even like when I go to other cities, I don't want to rent one. I like want to be taken places, but I don't want the responsibility of a car like at all. Yeah, that's what, fair. What I want is for a car to be there two minutes after I'm like, I need a car. That's Fair- what I want. Faraday Future is your friend. Faraday Future is your friend, um, if they can actually pull it off. Right. Uh, so, but yeah, their their lead designer is a, a superstar from BMW. He designed the i3 and i8. Um, and Tamara saw sort of a profile of the car, which she was sworn she wouldn't discuss in our piece. Yeah. But um, if you look at our video, um, you can from like Faraday see Future, it. You, it's yeah. r- it's right behind her, so you can judge for yourself. I really was waiting when I was watching a video for her to just be like, you know what, yoink, and like just pull the tarp off, <laughs> and it would have been a bunch of like oompa loompas in there, like, holding up, like, like sticks to like make the, the form of the car, like like the from uh, BoJack Horseman, the three kids <laughs> yes. inside the trench coat. <laughs> inside the trench coat. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait. What, are you, what are you talking about? The hey, Netflix show, and BoJack Horseman. Yeah. What? Th- 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 what? Have you not seen BoJack Horseman? Yeah, of course I have. Oh, he's it's, uh, the, he's playing along with the joke. Yeah. Oh, you're you're playing ah, you the role of. It. Come on, man. <laughs> you're you're playing the role of uh, what's her name, the uh, the agent. Yeah. Um. Yes. Amy Sedaris's character. Yes. Whose name none of us can remember. Shout out BoJack Horseman. Good show. But it is a good show. I best show. It. Best show about depression. Yeah, I think so too. I I haven't seen the Christmas special yet, which apparently came out last year, and I didn't know existed until like last week. Yeah. So I'm going to watch it. Um, anyway, that was LA Auto Show. Uh, then this week we put up um, a really cool piece on the McLaren 675LT. Which Ooh. is bonkers. It's fire. Which is, 
an insane vehicle. I, I had the 650S, which is sort of the low-key version of the 675 LT for a week. Um, and it was it terrified me in so many ways. I was driving in Long Island with it. Um, and when you put the, the accelerator all the way to the floor, you, you feel like your entire face is going to be ripped off and there will just be, be bones and like tendons underneath and it's going to be really disgusting and then you'll die like because the you have Travolta no face. Nick Cage. Right. Fa- uh, yeah, face, face off. off situation, except there's no replacement face. So you just have a, you know, a bone situation that going. That sucks. On. <laughs> it does suck. Um, but no, it was, it was a fantastic car. <clears throat> uh, this thing is like the super hardcore version of it, so more horsepower, um, uh, more bolstered seats. It's basically intended for track use. It's limited to 500 units. So um, Jason Arbor, our, our columnist, uh, had this thing for a day um, at a track upstate and was, if you watch the video of it, there's a moment where he is literally at a, a loss for words. Like he is unable to like evoke any verbalization of what he's experiencing. And that's how you know that it's a good car because he's driven everything on the planet. Check that out. Um, and we have 72 wallpapers. 72. Wallpapers of high car. resolution wallpapers of this 675 LT oh, on like our site for the back of your computer. Well, you, no, yeah. for, for like your, for the front of your computer or desktop. Yeah, yeah, No, for uh, your bedroom. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, you want, okay, yeah. hang on, like <laughs> wallpaper for your bedroom. Who had a Lamborghini car poster? Oh yeah, Countach. Absolutely. Right? What? No. What did you have? What kind of what kind of posters did you have? Uh, movie posters, comic book okay, posters. That's fair. Man, that's Terminator fair. Two. Ninety eight degrees. Wow. Wow. My brother had the, who's the, the 80s artist, like the, the, the black and white women, like the full on 80s thing with like one oh, like the Duran Duran. Yeah. He thing. had a bunch of those. Huh. I forgot who that artist was. Whatever. I had the, um, I had this, the poster everyone did. They still make this. You can still find this online. The justification for higher education poster where it's like, it's a mansion with a garage in the front of it with like six garages with like a Lamborghini and two Ferraris and a Porsche. Oh yeah. So. Oh, um, yeah, because when you go to college, you get that. Yeah, that that's end. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we all get. As soon as you graduate, yeah. you get your diploma. You get the and six your, car garage. Your cars. Uh, <laughs> I, got, I got. And not got massive debt. Loan debt. Yeah. <laughs> you, wait, wait, wait. you didn't pick yours up like when you were leaving? Yeah, no. you should have gotten it's a little. It's in the gift bag. <laughs> Dude, I, I know. <laughs> it's really annoying. Should, there should be a little ticket you turn in. Um, so, uh, so that happened. Um, and, uh, oh, and then one final thing. Okay. So, uh, I, I've had these feels in my heart for a long time and I wanted to put them on the website. Oh, we can't get into this. We do not have time to get into this. Just, you get one sentence and then we're going to be out. (laughs) Jeremy Clarkson, not a great guy. Okay. That wasn't even a sentence. Yeah, no, it was. That was like a a sentence fragment. Jeremy Clarkson, Clarkson, colon, colon, not a great guy. Not a great guy. Also, Amazon, colon. What are you thinking? That's but that's another sentence. You said I had one. sentence. I said you got. I I I get as many sentences Wait, as I Amazon want. Wait, what's Amazon thinking right now? Amazon has uh, a guy who uh, had to leave the BBC. Was like quasi fired, basically fired. Maybe yeah. he resigned. Who knows? Uh, for saying racist and misogynist things and assaulting his coworkers. Punched his producer in the face uh, because he didn't get dinner. Um, and Which is ironic because he looks like he's been punched in the face. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, so so Amazon um, 
Amazon uh, picked him up almost immediately. Well, not almost immediately. Well, there was a protracted negotiation period, but I ended up picking him up along with his two co-hosts at a 10 times raise what he was making at the BBC. So at BBC, he was making about a million pounds a year. Now he's making 10 million pounds a year, 30 million pounds over three seasons, which works out to about $45 million. So, um, and look, he's an amazing entertainer. Uh, Top Gear is arguably the best automotive program ever put on television. But he is not a great guy. Dukes of Hazard? No. Top Gear's better. Well, but Dukes of Hazard is a sitcom. I'm talking about like, I'm talking about a straight up like. Kirby. You're, you're, you're going in the wrong direction, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> the love bug is not a wait, good thing. Wait, 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 wait. Knight Rider. Oh. Uh, that's a tough one. Is Knight Rider the best car show ever? Are made? we getting up to? I, 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 that's my question. Are we getting to a moment when when self driving cars will be like Kit from Knight Rider, where they will talk to us in a sinuous voice? They'll talk to you. What's the, what's that actor's name who did the the voice of Kit? I can't remember. He remember he played um, John oh, he, Adams. Yeah, to to the Hoff. Yeah, he Spoke played to the Hoff. He played John Adams in 1776, uh, the greatest historical film ever made. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, I hope that that he talks to us. I always assumed that the voice of Knight Rider was Magnum P.I.'s butler, or friend, or whoever that guy was. Like in, oh, my, in my childhood, yeah. William had, Daniels, those William were Daniels. the same person. No, no, these words. And then, yeah. and then <laughs> fun fact: watched? Val Kilmer in the 2008 reboot. What? Oh God! Which what? I was not aware existed. <laughs> no, I, I, I was. Um, that, that was with a Mustang, right? Instead of a, uh, a Firebird. Yes. Which is in, insane on multiple levels. So funny story about that show, but that reboot. We, okay. Um, uh, Neela and I were working at Engadget at the time, uh, which is an AOL property. Autoblog, also an AOL property. Um, AOL decided, or excuse me, Autoblog decided that they were going to live blog every episode of the, the Knight Rider reboot. And whoever was live blogging, I can't remember who, unfortunately, what it, the live blogs were hilarious. They were so well done. And Neli was so jealous because it was a Mustang. And of course, he's a huge Mustang fan, but he's like, I need to be involved with this live blog. So he started talking to, to the auto blog people. Please let me get in on these live blogs. Never happened. And Aww. I think to this day, it's one of his greatest regrets is that he couldn't live blog. That, and he's not here to defend himself. No, he's not. He is not. But he's maybe not, he's not here for to counter... Us talking about how the Packers are terrible. Wow, <laughs> Nicola, how many times have you heard us do the uh, the socials at the end of the podcast? Um, I think this is my sixth, seventh appearance. Oh, it's got to be like your dozenth. No, 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 it's no? not been that many. Do you want to try it? Yeah, sure. Yeah, all right. Where's the words? Oh man, you should follow. No, I'm gonna mess it up. <laughs> it's just it's. I always forget on Twitter. It's just Verge at Verge on Twitter at Verge. Dieter's at Backlong. I am. I'm at Nicola yeah. underscore Fumo. Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> at Andy Jayhawk. J-A-Y-H-A-W-K. And Zed Power. One wow. word. Z-E-D Power? No, no. They, 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 pretend I'm Canadian. Okay. Zed Power. Power. Z Power. You can also find us on iTunes. We are there at... Just search for Vergecast on iTunes, uh, really. But if, if you go to iTunes.com slash The Verge, you'll find us... And you'll also find other things like Verge ESP, What's Tech, and Control-Walt-Delete. And uh, when you're there at iTunes, you might as well rate us five stars and tell us why why you want to li- live forever, I think. Pull open Snapchat. 
the Pull real verge. Oh, what's up on Snapchat? Did you guys talk does. about the Easter egg on that? On that? Oh, it just if you go to the Transhumanism piece and type in Zoltan, you'll have a party. Ooh, I didn't even know this. I rocked out to that. Yeah, you will have a party. That okay, was a I'll jam. That was a jam. Um, Hey, thanks to Braintree for sponsoring today's episode of The Vergecast. Braintree gives you a full-stack payment solution. They support all kinds of payment types for your customers that they might want to want, like Android Pay or Apple Pay or PayPal or Bitcoin or Venmo and cards and whatever's coming next. It all works with a single integration. It works across all platforms, and it has superior fraud protection, customer service, and fast payouts. You can check it out for yourself at braintreepayments.com slash vergecast. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching. Uh, we will be back next week, presumably with uh, Nilai and uh, maybe confirm, somebody though. else. Can't confirm or deny or finish this podcast. Just Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.